Welcome to another edition of Get It Right with Mike and Trey. I'm Mike. I'm Trey. And we are glad to have you here. And you are right to be here. You're in the right spot. You've made the right decision. And you're here right now. <laughs> We're going to milk that for every ounce we can get. Oh, yeah. Well, here, well it's, it's the dad jokes. Mike and I are both dads. We've been dads forever. Uh, my family, there's a place in, uh, if you ever get a chance, in South Dakota. Yeah. And it's something like bear land or bear farm and it's it's just it's bears yeah and it's a drive-through it's almost like the if you arbuckle wilderness or someplace yeah. like that where you have these drive-through parks yeah. but it's all bears and of course my children were in all in like junior high maybe high school but i think junior high yeah. so it was a oh dad you know where that where dad yeah. was everything dad said was kind of uncool anyhow you know uh-huh. so i milked the shit out of that thing <laughs> I could barely stand to be there. <laughs> yeah, we I had bear to the left or bear to the right to not hit a bear. When I left, I was going to take them to Berry Queen for lunch. <laughs> Make them sorry they ever gave you a hard time about any of that. I think I think that that's one of those things. I think that's one of the few the one of the nice things about being a father. You get to screw with your kids sometimes oh, like that when they're younger. When they yes. yeah, I mean, and I mean on that when they're got that oh you're not cool because. I went. For, I don't know what happened, Mike, but I'm sure it happened to you. I went from being the bitching dad around. I was cool guy dad. I was uh, I was PTA guy. The yeah. kids like my my daughter loved me being around. This that and the other. And it was like maybe the next year. And so all of a sudden it was like, hey, drop me off over here and don't say hi to me if you're inside. <laughs> don't school. talk to any of my friends. No. Anybody. Don't look at me. I, it's And they hit that age just like 12, 13 years old. Oh and God. all of a sudden you become, you're, you're like an albatross around their neck. Uh, yeah, you know? oh yeah. You just, you're not, you went from cool dad to uncool in about oh two yeah. seconds. But then they grow up. Yeah. yeah. And I will say my children have all come to me at some time and said, Thank you. <laughs> I had that realization. I told my dad one time, mm-hmm. I was probably 30 years old or so. Yeah. And I told my dad one time, I said, you know what? I said, the crazy thing is the older I get, the smarter you got. <laughs> exactly. All of a sudden you grow up and you, you, you realize that your parents, number one, were not as dumb as you thought. No. Number two, they really were giving you sound advice. You just weren't smart enough to take it all the time. Right. You know, you were you were being fed facts and you didn't even realize it. And, you know, I just you that you get into adulthood and all of a sudden you realize and, and our kids did too, you know, my, my son has done the same. He's come to me, my daughter too, and said, You know what, Dad, you, you were right about so much. Mom, you were right about so much. You know, I mean they just they they've admitted it, you know, and I I think that's the first step to healing is admission. Yeah, yeah, that's but right. uh anyway, speaking of, of of the way you treat the adults, um and you and I talked about this uh, a little bit before we started today's podcast. I yeah, had Mike had, was red faced before we started oh this one. God, I'm so mad. And he even turned around and pulled his pants down. He's red assed as well. I can't believe it. <laughs> Unsee that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good thing our picture's not on the internet. They're like, holy crap, Ooh, yeah. man! I'm telling you. So I've really grown sick and tired of these politicians in Washington talking to me and talking to all of you like we are children, like we are dumb, like we're stupid, like we don't know anything. Like we're special needs children. I I, mean, it's it's even, seriously, it's even worse than that. Yeah, they treat us like we're we're too stupid to understand that they are looking us dead in the face, 
daily and lying to us. What they're saying is, here's a bowl of shit. I want you to eat it, then I want you to grin. And enjoy every bite of it. Yeah. And Or if whether you enjoy it or not, just grin. Where a lot of this stems from is what we see happening on the border. We are being outright lied to by this administration about what's happening on that border. We have eyes on the ground. We have... Did you see the the literally the the mile long blockade that they created? Yes. With DPS vehicles and National Guard vehicles. Thank you, Texas. By God, Texas DPS, Texas troopers. Thank you. You can say. I'll tell you what. There's a lot of things uh, with Greg Abbott that I disagree with. There's a lot of things I agree with. The, the, we he and I don't see eye to eye on a few things. We really don't. But you say whatever you want about him. He has taken a proactive stance with this border that the president of the United States and his handlers and his team have refused to take. I agree. I I agree with you. I've been critical of Abbott over a a number of things. I'm a little critical on how long it's taken him to do it. This shit didn't just start. No, it didn't. But 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 it it has been exacerbated, and he has responded. And I will give you – I agree with you. I give him credit for that. There there is – the federal government – has a legal responsibility, a constitutional Constitutional, responsibility to protect the nation's borders, to protect us from invasion, to protect us from harm. That is their job, and they have refused steadfastly to do the job. What's most insulting here is you've got... uh, Mayorkas, the uh, uh, was DHS, he, DHS secretary. secretary. You've got old Circleback Saki, you know, the... Get it right, it's Pasaki. <laughs> <laughs> the, P is, the P is silent. There's so, there's so many jokes. Yeah. And, I, I just, and even though I could do them here, I'm not going to. The Out funny of thing respect is for I, our female listeners, all seven of them. When, when yes. you, let, me, let me be, you be honest with me. Yeah. Okay, because we're, we're just going to be honest. When you first saw that Jin Saki, or no, when you heard, I didn't see it, I heard. When you first heard, if you had never seen her or seen it written, when you first heard that Jin Saki was going to be uh, the new press secretary, did you think it was an Asian woman? Yes. I did too. I, I did. No, I just made that assumption. Yeah. That, that she would that she was probably Asian, and then mm-hmm. I saw her, and I thought, she's the whitest, because she's like translucent white. <laughs> she yeah. is. She, she's, she's English. She's English woman white. With red hair, and yeah. I looked at her and said, that's not Asian. I, then I thought, maybe she's married to an Asian person. Well, but then I saw her name, and I thought, ah, that's Polish or something. She's yeah. Polish or something, I imagine. And, you know, and with all the virtue signaling that they continually engage in on the left, you would have assumed that they would have try, tried to have found a, you know, uh, a female uh, or transsexual uh, Asian, um, uh, perhaps even um uh, even uh, someone from Antarctica, maybe. Yeah. You know. But anyway. Who was black. Yes. <laughs> and lesbian. <laughs> and virtue signaling like crazy. Yeah. Anyway, um, but, but, you know, back back to the, the point here. We, we're, they're looking, she's looking at us and she's looking at the press and lying to him. And the press knows, even CNN now is starting to go, wait a minute. You're right. Wait a minute. Well, everybody but Joy Reid. Well, oh, okay. Well, jo- well, Joy Reid. It's Joy Reid. Yeah. Need we say more? Even when even CNN starts to look at you and go, "Wait a minute. You people are you're you're lying. 
You're lying to us. Yeah. You're looking at us and, and lying to us. Yeah. When even they admit it, when they acknowledge it, that ought to say something. There was a, a Dallas Morning News poll that came out Monday, this, this last Monday, that basically showed uh, they, they polled like 2,400 uh, potential voters, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Basically, that poll, this is, this is the Dallas Morning News, not exactly a conservative rag. I was going to say, yeah, stretch. yeah, this isn't the bastion of conservatism now. These people endorsed Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay. It shows that basically he has lost the Hispanic audience in Texas. He has lost the Hispanic voters in Texas. He has totally lost uh, a good chunk of whatever white voters he had. And among black voters, he's losing ground. He's still got he's still got the high ground to a degree with the black voters in Texas. But he's lost ground. In eight months, he's lost ground. It didn't take this guy two years to completely screw this thing up. It took him eight months. Right. Well, what people need to understand is people that are immigrants to America, mm-hmm. which, by the way, most Hispanic people that live in Texas or live in America, but especially Texas, are not immigrants now. No. They were, they were immigrants. Some of them been here longer than the gringos. So, <laughs> like, I mean, so, tenth generation re- Texas. Remember, you know? yeah, remember, <laughs> Texas used to belong to Mexico. Yes. So the gringos are the new the new kids on the block to some degree here. Yes. But even the Hispanics that are recent immigrants or or one generation or two generations removed, they don't like illegal immigration either. No. Nope. My wife is an immigrant. Right. She hates illegal immigration. Why? Because she did it properly. She did. And most people that are are immigrants here yeah. have done it properly. And it took your wife a few years and some money. Few years, well over ten thousand dollars. Right. But she and she became a naturalized citizen That's right. of this country. But 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 so this whole thing that and once again it goes to it goes to show you how the left in the, the Democrat Party and the left are so yeah. such racist. Mm. They're brown. They must vote for a, you. You're brown, just like those people that are crossing the border are brown. You got to support them. Mm-hmm. What kind of horse shit is that? <laughs> it's it's the it's a big steaming heaping pile they, of it. They they are the most racist people. Ra- oh, I don't God. know racism or stereotypical. At least let's say, yeah. let's say it's a racist comment. It's not necessarily that you're racist in your heart, but it's a racist comment. But it's a stereotypical that. All black people must vote the same way. Well, they, they pigeon- all Hispanic people vote the same way. But white people don't have to. They pigeonhole all of these people. Yes. If, if you're a certain color, if you're if you're this, if you're that, if you're you know, if you're some if you have a label, then you've got to support them. If right. you identify with anything other than white male Christian Southern, you you gotta there's no way you're anything but a Democratic yeah. supporter. And which is ridiculous. It, I mean, guess what? There's black people, they're educated and Imagine that and speak from the that or think for themselves. Well, no shit. And Hispanic people and gay people oh and whatever else, whatever. That's why I I get so sick and tired of when people do the as a the da, da, as a black as a black woman or woman of color yeah. or as a man of Hispanic descent mm-hmm. or as a you can we can kind of look at you and probably take a guess. Just what about as a human being? I think this. Just mm-hmm. drop the other bullshit. Exactly. We, 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 and the problem is, people want to label themselves. Why? Mm-hmm. You could if you were if you're gay, just be gay. Right. I don't need to know. No. 
Just, just, just tell me what you think. Tell me what your position is on something. But, I don't care what your sexual orientation is. I don't care what your ethnic background is. I don't care if you're rich, poor, or, or somewhere in between. I don't care. Tell me as a human being what your point is, and I will respect the hell out of it. Whether I agree or not, I will respect it. That is your point. Yeah. Who you crawl into bed with is should be the dead last thing I ever know about you. I don't care. I don't need to know. It's none of my I don't I don't care. I don't I don't need to know. What I need to know is is are you contributing to society in a in a positive way? Are you contributing to the, to this world in a positive way? And if people want to immigrate to this country, do it legally and and you know Whatever you bring to the table, you bring to the table. Right. Whatever your skill set may be, you bring that to the table, but do it legally. But we've got an administration now in place that is just flat-ass lying to everybody. Yeah. They are looking you and I in the face and lying like dogs to us. Well, the border's closed, Mike. <laughs> it's, except for except there's, what, 8,000 Haitians that are sleeping under a bridge? Well, and here's the other thing, too. It looks like a third-world country. They have... They have scattered some of these people out across the country. Mm-hmm. They are now lost in the ether out here in America. And doing it the dead of the night in some places, Mike. And we don't know where they're dropping them off at. We don't know where they're scattering them to. We don't know how many for sure. It, in the thousands, we know. But how many thousands? And if, where are they going? And this, boy, if this, if this don't add insult to injury, ladies and gentlemen, by God, I don't know what does. But here you are, you're being told by this administration that, by God, if you're not vaccinated against the Rona, well, you're just a sorry son of a bitch. That's right. And, and, you, and you ought to be ashamed of yourself and lose your job and lose your, you lose your career and lose everything, basically, because you're just a worth, you're worthless. You don't care about humanity if you don't get this damn shot. But here we are literally fanning thousands, tens of thousands of people out across the country in the dead of night, unvaccinated, no. <laughs> giving them money, giving them United States taxpayer money and means. No, nothing. You have, we have nothing. We have, we have no way of knowing where all these people are going. No. They're, they're not getting vaccinated. If, if this pandemic is that damn tragic and serious, Trey, yeah. why are they allowing people to flood into this country? We've had as many as 15,000 people and, and perhaps more. I don't know. Those are the ones we know them. about. The ones we know about. Camped out under that bridge in Del Rio. Yeah. They're coming through the storm drains. They're coming across the river. They're, they're on our side of the border under that bridge in Del Rio. And they're there going, please take me. Yes, they're, they're they're not sneaking in. They're hell. They're not sneaking at all. They don't want to sneak. They they're want to get caught. Basically, I get caught. I get three hots in a cot. I get a place to go. I get yeah. some money in my pocket. I get shipped off to somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Way better than that shithole country I came in. They came would rather of. be. They would rather be in the rattiest neighborhood in the rattiest city in America than in their own home country. Right. Now, <clears throat> it doesn't speak much for the countries they come from. Uh, frankly, I'm, I'm also tired of America coddling these nations like Mexico and Haiti and any other any other place on the planet that does not treat their people right. That will not that will not see to it. First of all, if people are literally risking their lives to get out of your country, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't say much for your country. Doesn't say much for your country yeah. at all. Not at all. And I'm sick and tired of this country, of our government, of our leadership, coddling nations that will not take care of their people. 
We should be putting as much political and social and economic pressure as we possibly can on these countries to straighten their ass up and do right by their own people and stop sending them to us or, to take care of. Or don't send them here or, or figure it out on your own. And they are. I, they, I mean, I, they're I, literally I sending them here. I agree. Well, here's the thing. And, and by the way, you know, with all these people coming in, a lot of them are probably just good people who just want a better life, but there's got to be some bad actors in there. Oh, you just, know. Just think about it, folks. Not everybody who walks through the comes across that border is a bad person. That's right. A lot of them, are, most of them, the majority of them are good people. Who, who want a better life for the, themselves and their family. But in there, there's some really bad folks. I, I've made, this, I've made this, this, uh, this argument before. How many tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of Muslims have immigrated to the United States from other parts of the world in the last 25 years? I have no idea. Yeah, uh-uh. It may be in the millions. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I'm assuming at least tens of thousands, okay? 50,000 plus. I don't, I don't know. On September 11, 2001, it took 19 people who were in this country on visas, but they had overstayed their visas. It took 19 people to bring about the most horrific attack on this country since Pearl Harbor. 19 out of tens of thousands at least. Yeah. Okay? And it only takes... It would only take, well, okay, I read a story Thursday. There were two men. I don't recall where they were from. They may have been from Mexico or they may have been from Chile. I'm not sure which one. These two guys were being housed on a military installation. They were, that's where they were taken to and, and dropped off. And they were, they, I guess, a migrant camp set up on a military base. I want to say in... God, I wish I had the story printed out for you. I want to say in Virginia. Okay. Um, they've now been arrested for child rape. Okay. Now, these guys didn't just wake up one morning here in America and go, hey, let's go rape a teenage girl. No. Th- this, is a, this is a behavior yeah, yeah, this that was already a, going on. Yeah, this, this, this isn't one of those you, you get to, I don't know their age, but 37 and a half and decide you're going to do something that horrific. Most criminals don't just wake up one day. At, in middle age, and decide I'm going to become a criminal. No. There's a pattern that's developed over years and years. Especially and years. when it's sexual. Exactly. Especially, yeah. Especially. Yeah. There, there are times that somebody wakes up at 37 and they find themselves in a desperate situation and they steal. Mm-hmm. There's times that people wake up at 37 and their wife, their significant other is cheating with on them mm-hmm. with somebody else and they kill them, or or they get pushed to the brink by something. That's a different deal. But when it comes to sexual type mm-hmm. crimes, mm-hmm. that's generally no. That is a that's how they're wired. You, you they're look, wired wrong. You look at, at most sexual predators out here when they get caught and when they really when they start doing the background on them and start investigating and and, and you know, working their way back through the timeline, they find out that these these people have been abusing children for decades. Yeah. Sometimes you know, you get some 50, 60 year old guy that they you know they finally catch him. And they find out he's been doing this to kids since he was in his twenties or thirties. Yeah. So it's 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 something that develops over a long period of time. So these guys didn't just wake up on this military base one morning and decide to go rape a teenage girl. Didn't happen. They th- this is a behavior that they already had uh, a predilection. I guess if that's the right yeah, word to use. Predilection. Predilection. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh hell, I'm more. I'm, they were I'm predisposed tired. to it. Yeah, pre- predisposed to it already when they got here. 
And so they and they probably already have a criminal record in whatever country they came sure. from. And, and, and there's been no background. Check. And there's been no. And we don't know who they are. We don't know who these people. Hell, we don't even know their real names. Uh, Peter Ducey brought this up um, with uh, so Circle Back Saki the other day in a press conference there, and had made the comment that they were allowing pregnant women to just come into the country and go wherever. Or if the woman said she was pregnant, right? Just said she was. Well, pregnant. they're not going to do a pregnancy test, but they won't do. It. And of course, Saki just about lost her shit over the pregnancy test question, and you have to believe all women. We have to believe all women. <laughs> Are you really? So now all any woman's got to do, whether she's fifteen or fifty, if she walks across the border and says, "I'm pregnant," oh, come on in, babe. We'll take, you, we'll take you to San Antonio or we'll take you to Chicago or where you want what, to go. What's even worse is you get some of those leftists down there. You can have some dude that walks in and says, I'm identifying as a woman, and now I'm identifying as a pregnant woman. And they'll just go, okay. Well, they they identified. Uh, it's They go across the California border. They might get away with that one. This has gotten – it's beyond ridiculous. It's beyond insulting to our intelligence. It's beyond dangerous. We, we are putting this – we are putting this country – and this country's citizens in grave danger. There, you know, a, a thousand people come across the border. Nine hundred ninety-eight of them are just like you said, just good folks that are just looking for a better life. That's fine. Sorry, you can't come in here illegally. That's but right. That's fine. Yeah, because the first thing you've done is you've broken a law. But it's those two, it's those two bad actors that are rapists or child molesters. Or or murderers or drug gang bangers, drug traffickers, traffickers. whatever you know, whatever crime they're involved in, um, you know, we were hearing and I haven't haven't heard any this time, although I'm sure it's happening. But last year they captured, I want to say something on the order of thirty five or forty uh, members of MS thirteen right. coming across the border, um, and they were being accepted. They were being accepted because they were unaccompanied minors well these unaccompanied minors were um grown-ass 16 year olds and 17 year olds but because they're under 18 they're considered an unaccompanied minor well when you throw a label like unaccompanied minor on there you automatically think a child you automatically think someone who can't defend for for themselves i got news for you in case you don't know what ms-13 is it is the most violent gang in the world they have no qualms about murdering innocent people Mm-mm. whatsoever. The first time I ever heard of MS-13 was about 25 or 30 years ago. It was a story out of Southern California. A family had made a wrong turn in a neighborhood. They were lost somewhere in, in Los Angeles, I believe it was. And they made a wrong turn somewhere and drove right into the middle of a turf war between uh, an LA gang and MS 13 and an MS 13, a couple of MS 13 gang members drug this family out of their car and murdered them in the streets with machetes. That's brutal. That is, I mean, you, let me tell you something. It take, yeah. You shoot. gotta, you gotta be in a dark, dark place to murder somebody with a machete. With a knife at all. Anything. Yeah. Cause you have to be up and close and personal. You bet. You can shoot somebody from across the room. Yeah. And you can, Discon- disassociate yourself and disconnect yourself to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. You start, you start hacking people apart with machetes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, and by the way, a machete is not something you're going to stab. It's not a stabbing like it's a hacking. Yeah. The, these are some bad, bad, nasty people. I mean, really nasty people. And they're dangerous to, to a degree that I think 
know, the average law enforcement officer in America, praise to God, they never have to encounter one of these guys because they're just that dangerous. They kill a cop, they kill you, they kill they kill anybody. Yeah. I mean, they don't care. So we we have this whole idea that we don't ask questions, we don't vet people. Where the hell does this come from? Well, it's ridiculous. It, it goes back to it goes back to. I will say Trump had it right, and and when I say Trump. I don't think Tr- Donald Trump came up with this whole remain in Mexico thing 100% by himself. Just like no. Joe Biden, th- this is something, let me let me get on a little tangent. I'll go back to my point. This is something that I'm getting tired of Sean Hannity on, who's on the right, who's on the side I'm on. I agree in, in policy with Sean Hannity a lot of stuff. Yeah. But when I hear Sean Hannity said, Joe Biden killed seven people on a drone strike. Well, Joe Biden did not kill seven people. And by the no. way, if, if they had told Joe Biden, Joe Biden, hey, we're going to shoot this drone down. We need your authorization. And uh, there's seven innocent people, including children. We're going to kill them. Is that okay? He would say no. no. So don't go there. Let's be consistent. But let me go back to Donald Trump because Joe Biden is not making these decisions 100% on his own. And by the way, he's probably making few of these de- fewer of these decisions than Donald Trump was because Joe Biden ain't all there. But this D- Donald Trump remained in Mexico policy. That was one of the best policies on immigration we ever had. And do I, I know we were funding it. I know we were paying Mexico millions and millions of dollars for this. But so what? Do you want to pay them millions of dollars? Or do you want the American taxpayer to pay millions of dollars and have it here? Leave them in Mexico. Let them pay Mexico to basically house them there or keep them there. Let the Mexican government deal with it. Yeah. But it's less on burden on the American taxpayer. Yeah. I'm not against immigration. My wife's an immigrant. I am for immigration, but I'm for legal immigration. You've got to have a reason to come to this country yeah. and not be a burden on this country. Well, and and most of our ancestors were immigrants, you know. I mean, at some point, I mean, I am I am the true definition of a mutt. Yeah, I got British blood in me, uh, French blood in me, uh, an Italian snuck in there somewhere, German. <laughs> Uh, Native American. I mean, I'm he a, was the pizza uh, delivery man. <laughs> <laughs> he took he took Pocahontas a pie and bada bing, bada boom. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, you know, it was. I'm, I'm seriously, I'm a mutt. I got I got so much in me, I can't even name it all off. So we 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 all our ancestors immigrated here from somewhere. Especially Americans, as Americans, a lot of us are mutts. If we've been, yeah. if our family's been here more than about 200 years, we're mutts. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're so, you know, we're so mixed up in another, you know, 150, 200 years, you ain't going to be able to tell one from another. And by know. the way, that's one of the reasons, don't listen to the media, that's one of the reasons why we get get along best, better with each other than any other mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. We have people from all over the world, yeah. all different colors, right. all different religions, creeds and all that, and we get along better <laughs> than any other country that has multiracial countries. We are the mm-hmm. most multiracial, diverse country, mm-hmm. and we get along better. Don't listen to the bullshit that you get fed no. by the left <laughs> and by the media. They're trying to keep us apart. Every time you hear about whites and blacks, the tensions of whites and blacks and this and that, think to your mind and say, hey, do I have any black friends? Do I work with any black people or mm-hmm. Hispanic people or mm-hmm. Asian people or whatever? Do I work with any of them or do I know any of them personally? And then find out if you're at odds with them. And chances are I will say that you're not at odds with them because what they're, that's a media-created bullshit story, mm-hmm. leftist, to try to keep us at odds with each other. The fact of the matter is if it's not happening in your life, or your next door neighbor's life, or somebody else's life, it's probably not happening. Exactly, the the media likes to throw gasoline on every little spark they can find somewhere. Yeah, 
And and because they, you know, if you don't have a great story, make one. You know, yeah. if you don't have a great lead, make one. Uh, don't let a good crisis go to waste. All that, all that bull crap. They 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 absolutely will throw gasoline on any little flame that they can find, just to create a bigger story. You know, it's it's like the guy that's, um, uh, what was it? Uh, it was Jim Cantori or one of the Weather Channel people is, is doing a, is what are, what are one of these most recent hurricanes was. He's standing out there doing a live shot, you know, and I'm like, yeah, he's hunkered down and the wind's blowing him and he can hardly stand up. And there's two guys behind him that are like doing cartwheels. And st- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> it's their, like. Their hair's not even messed up. <laughs> I know. I know. And there was, there was one where uh, they had this, uh, this reporter and she's in a boat. And they're and they're they're floating, and the cameraman's you know get got a shot of her and this guy in the boat, like they're going to rescue some people. And two guys in the background come walking by. It's like knee deep. Water, deep you know? Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. And it's 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 cooked exactly. It's cooked. Well, it's all cooked. Perfect example. I don't know if you saw Joy Reid. There's a picture. It's a still shot. There were four U.S. Border Patrol agents that were horseback, and they were trying to wrangle some of the the uh, migrants. The illegal aliens, just quit saying migrants, the illegal aliens back in. And one of them had the reins on this, on the, 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 his horse's reins right. were flopping out of there. Yeah. And Joy Reed and not just her, somebody, they, that whip, they started talking about a whip. Well, first off, you dumb shit. You, you've obviously <laughs> never been horseback. You don't understand what leads and reins. They do not look like whips. Yeah. The man was not holding the back of it. Right, they're using holding, they're using split reins on these on these horses. Right, what they're and, using. and it, so the, so they're horse leads. Yeah, yes, they are leather. They're thin stripes of leather, but you got really they're not a whip. They're not made to whip. <laughs> no, not. They weren't whipping them. No, they weren't. But to sit there and say, and she, I actually heard her say, "When did when were U.S. Border Patrol agents issued that sort of equipment <laughs> for whips?" Well, you well know, the answer is numb, you dumb son of a bitch. Never. <laughs> You do know that as of this recording of this podcast, uh, they Which, have Which, by now, the way, is uh, the 23rd, uh, 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 September. September 23rd. They've now taken the Border Patrol's horses away from them. I heard that. They have suspended the horse patrol. Yeah, those four guys are on administrative <clears throat> leave. Which God, is absolutely insane. I'm telling you, guys, we have, look, we have an opportunity to start turning this country around with the midterm elections next November. That's step number one. We got a long way to the White House yet. November 2024 is a long way away. And by the way, next next month or next year is much more important than the White House. You got that right. If you control both houses of the Congress, you 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 have a lot more stroke right. than if you have the White House and and two well you saw that in the when even when Donald Trump had mm-hmm. uh a majority Senate, but it wasn't a super majority, just a regular majority Senate mm-hmm. and a minority House. He was hamstrung. We we have we need one. We need to take one seat away from the Democrats in the Senate to wrestle away Kamala right. Harris's uh, vote as pre- president of the Senate, and four seats in the House of Representatives to regain a majority. Uh, it would be nice if we could get about twenty. Yeah, and, well, and it'd be nice in the Senate if we could get over sixty. There, there is a, a, hard. A, a little bit, the, some of the early examination right now indicates the Democrats are going to lose at least 22 House seats. At least 22 House seats. Next year, next November, everybody, please, start thinking about this now. Start working on this now. Start talking to your friends and neighbors in other states Circle now. it on your calendar. You got it. There, all 435 House seats are up for re-election. 
The House, every two years, they cycle around. So all 435 House seats and about 36 Senate seats will be up for re-election next year. Do your homework. Start talking to your neighbors, your friends, your family in other states. Don't just focus on your state or your district. Start talking to your friends and family in other states and other districts. And let's get this thing organized, and let's get Congress away from the Democrats because they are killing this country. What you need to understand is when you get into anything at the federal level, yep. it affects you as well. That's right. Because that, that was that's the reason, that was the basis for Texas suing Arizona, right. which, by the way, the Supreme Court chicken shits didn't take up, which they, in my opinion— if I read the Constitution right, and mm-hmm. I'm not a constitutional scholar, I'm not a scholar, I would say, <laughs> but according to the con, I don't think that they had a legal right to d- to dismiss that case or not hear that case. I don't think they did either. I think they had they had a legal obligation yeah. to hear it, and they chose not to. But the reason Texas sued Arizona that was the basis. The basis is if you cheated in your state, mm-hmm. you've cheated my citizens. That's right. That's right. Which is true. That's right. And in the same way, if we cheated in Texas. We would cheat somebody in New York because all of a sudden we're we're adding to our our we're adding more to the Republican side than the Democrat side. Everybody, don't kid yourselves. If the if the positions had been reversed in this election and the Republicans had been accused of cheating, had been accused of doing anything nefarious whatsoever to win this election, the other side would be screaming for audits. They would be screaming for court intervention as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely they would. And they've, and they've done it before, by the way. All right, we're, we're going to wrap this one up. More of Get It Right with Mike and Trey. I have you to almost s- said it. Oh. I, I had it in my mind, too. We After you've said it for years and that, years, you know. Mike and I actually broadcast together. Mike broadcasts, obviously, more than I do, but broadcast together on a broadcast station as yes, well yes we do so so that's why and but when you started to wrap it up i heard those words in my head because i've heard you say a, a bunch of times get it right with mike and trey we'll return for another episode very soon we'll see you down the road god bless you everyone